Are you ready? A shot of wrestling. Episode 322. And away we go. Welcome to another episode of A Shot of Wrestling. I'm your host at Michael J. Party. Joined, as always, Mr. Marcus Schwann. Marcus, how are you doing today? Doing swell, buddy. Doing swell. How are you? Uh, I didn't just win $1,000 on a Bengals game, so I'm not as good as you. <laughs> I don't know what the, your dejected look is. You won $1,000 in the Chiefs-Bengals game last weekend. You won some money in some sort of Royal Rumble pool, which I'm not paying you. And it's just, Why are you not paying me? Yeah, you owe me money. Uh, bitch, you want the money? You come get it like a man in person. Everyone, Everyone's Venmoing. You Venmoed other people. Yeah, but, whoa, 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 what's going on here? I don't know those from these people from my ass from my elbow. I know you as a very good personal, close personal friend of mine. So I figured this is a great opportunity for us to hang out in person. Mm. Mm. We do have our birthdays coming Plus, up. you just want $1,000, so I know you're not in a need for it. <laughs> <laughs> I can use every penny I can get. So I just I just checked out um, a condo here in Terrytown, right? Dude, taxes are insane. HOA fees are insane. The place was beautiful, but it's just like, dude, it, 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 it's like almost impossible finding a place right now uh, in Westchester. Like, I, I could use every penny. That twenty dollars mm-hmm. can go towards a down payment. <laughs> mm-hmm. Whatever. But congratulations to you. Thank you told you. me about your friend Carson, a good friend of our show, was doing a Royal right. Rumble pool, men's, women's pool, and a questionnaire, $20 each. At the same time, our very good friend, Green Man, tells me he's doing a pool as well, the pool we always do. Fantastic. How, how much? Is it $20 a pool also? Didn't get back to me. Like, okay. Go to his house, give him the $40, gives me a look, doesn't say anything. And then time to pick numbers, he goes, oh, you picked four numbers. I thought everyone's picking two. No, it was, it's, uh, it was $10 a pool. Why'd you tell me that when I gave you the 40 bucks? Dick. <laughs> Did any of them hit? No, of course not. I had good numbers. I had 26, 28, and 29 or something for like the women's, and I got jack nothingness. I had 29 for the men's, oh, man. which I thought would hopefully be Cody Rhodes, and he, we knew he was coming out. Why waste him at 30? Give me a surprise at 30, but no. So I lost a lot of money that night, unlike, again, my co-host who won $1,000. At the Bengals-Chiefs game, which he made me and AJ stay for, and the poor bartender misses dinner with his family for until he can watch this game. <sighs> I didn't make you guys do anything, by the way. You guys oh, yeah, stayed okay. in Because well, we're going to leave you hey. by yourself and all alone in a bar with no, literally nobody else in that building but the bartender. Uh, just, ha- <laughs> just, re- just a heads up, folks. I'm going to be drinking tonight, so let's have some fun. <clears throat> I appreciate you guys for staying. <laughs> The bartender, yeah, poor guy. I do feel bad for him. And but that, hey, I, I, I won a grand. So and not, that, only that did he, not only did you celebrate winning a grand, blatantly, at the end of the night, we all do shots, and the bartender buys them? 
It makes no sense. It absolutely makes no sense what just happened on Sunday evening <laughs> at uh, Refield Park, New Jersey, after Queen of the North 4. Makes no sense. But we're here a week later. <laughs> nice guy. He's a really nice oh, guy. Absolutely, absolutely great guy. But yeah. That Sh- was- shout out to Mark, the bartender at Richfield Park, New Jersey. Mark Much like, love. Mark like a normal person with a K. Yeah, right. Not Because he's not sure for Marcus. Uh, I, but anyway. You keep saying my name is Marcus, but anyway. But anyways, how, how was the rest of your week? I mean, oh, Mark, I miss doing the show with you in person. Yeah, right? When you were gone on your maternity leave, vacant filled in for you, and I called on him many times, but he would come to my house to do the show in person. There's a different vibe. Mm-hmm. There's a different energy. Totally. Show in person. Totally agree with that. But man, thank God for Zoom, because tonight is freaking freezing here in the tri-state area. There's no way oh, you, me and you God. would come to each other's houses tonight. It's like the wind chills like in the negatives. Finally, winter's here in February. 40, 40 mile per hour gust winds, and I feel it. Like the, the, the wind's fucking, I, I feel like the, the roof is going to blow off this place. It's insane. So I'm sitting next to some sliding glass window uh, doors. So if you hear any rumblings, that's the wind outside. It's a crazy, crazy night. But winter's finally here. We had a good run. Winter's here in New York City. So, But then uh, warm weather is coming back like midweek. So. I think Sunday. Sunday's like in the 40s, high 40s. It's insane. Insane. Man, I'm fi- I am amped mm. up tonight. Fired up. Let's go. Let's 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 get into some wrestling shit. Yes, please. Let's get into some wrestling shit. But before we do that, a little teaser. At the end of the episode, make sure you stay tuned for a very special announcement about the future of a shot of wrestling. Dun 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 dun. It, it, it is good news, by the way. It is good news. We need to preface that. <laughs> and I just spoiled it. But you just spoiled it. I was I had them on no. the hook waiting them waiting no, them. Really? Them. Yeah. What could it be? Is Putty leaving? Is Mark leaving? Is the show over? But I said, oh, no, no, it's good news. Oh, then whatever. I can read about it later. Wow. Let me, let me teach you things to do about marketing. The, the the good news could be that I'm leaving. I mean, people probably hate my I mean, that's a, You know? Yeah. That's a different story. But anyway, Marcus, <laughs> what was trending this week? All right. So, Bodyslam.net, at Bodyslam.net, put this question out there, which I thought was interesting. Is Asuka the one to dethrone Bianca Belair? If not her, then who? 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 As we saw at the Royal Rumble, Asuka, you know, she was teasing this 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 new look for quite some time. Apparently very popular in, in, uh, when she was in Japan. Now it's here in WWE. Pretty cool. We saw a little bit of a glimpse of that as well on Monday Night Raw with uh, with Carmella backstage. What do you think of this new thing with this new character change, if you will, for Asuka? And what could that mean for possibly WrestleMania? All right, cool. I don't know anything about this new character. So I'm excited. I'm going to be learning as the time goes on. I like the look. Very badass look. Very, very better than that green tears slime she had on. She had a great showing in the Rumble. We know she's doing WrestleMania. She hasn't had the title in a long time. Remember, remember this one was undefeated for God knows how long. NXT, this was a right. bond, unstoppable force, a re- force to be reckoned with. And she went into the main roster that way as well until she finally lost to Charlotte Flair at WrestleMania. Yeah. Uh, and, and, like, you know... Well, I, I was there for that, by the way. I, I don't know if I told you that. Yeah, I'm sure you were. Yeah. Anywho. But, yeah, I mean, ever since then, like, you know, a lot of people, they were worried you know, that loss would hurt Asuka. And I was like, ah, give it a chance. Let's see what happens. You know, you, you can't be undefeated forever. But, you know, I, I guess I was kind of wrong there because I feel like Asuka did lose some of that luster. She gained some back, but, like, she was never quite the same before. And, and, and 
dare I say, I think her character was getting stale. Yes, it was definitely getting stale. But same thing with Goldberg. Goldberg was undefeated, mm. on, but then he lost. He was vulnerable. He lost in this kind of issue. But then he started losing again. And that character t- felt the same way to me. He was like, all right, it's Goldberg. Okay, it's Asuka. But now we're getting a new, aggressive, badass th- side of Asuka. I have not seen. Many people haven't seen before. So like seen- a darker side of her, which is cool. Yet Not heel, though, apparently. Yet, anyway. Can she be the one to dethrone Bianca Belair? I can't think of anybody else on that level right now who is not currently entangled, a la Bailey and Becky. Maybe. Okay. I'm excited to see that match. I don't think we've seen that match. If we have, it wasn't a good one. So, on the main stage, I'm happy to see that one. I I don't think we have seen that matchup, but, but it's even more intriguing now the fact that, like, Asuka and Bianca Belair were teamed up for quite some time during that feud with Damage Control. Uh, you know, there, there's definitely layers here to that story. If not her, then who? You know, I, I, you know, looking at this Elimination Chamber, not too sure, man. Like, the way it's shaping up, maybe, maybe Liv Morgan? No. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm even looking at uh, you know, the Fatal 4-Way this coming Monday Night Raw. Uh, who could be in there? Carmella could win that one, but I don't necessarily see her going to WrestleMania. Like, it's... I'm not too sure, man. Like, it, it's got to be Asuka. Right, it's got to be Oscar to be the one to face Bianca Belair at WrestleMania. You know, WrestleMania, it's going to be in Los Angeles. It's going to be in the SoFi Stadium. It's going to be a big deal. They have a lot of stars coming into the show, so you want these big marquee matches in there. And right now, I mean, what what would be bigger than Bianca and Oscar? So far, everyone that we've seen that's going to be in that Elimination Chamber match. Nobody, nobody yet. I'm excited to see Raquel Gonzalez's career, but she's not at this level yet. She's there. She's not she's there yet. There. You know, gave, I think you know, give her another year, and she she could get there, but she's not there yet. Uh, and that's not a knock on her. Just you know, just a little bit more time. Yeah, Oscar, especially again with this character change, you know, this new style, this new look, this new gimmick. Like I'm, I'm feeling, I think a lot of people are feeling it, especially people that followed her from her days in Japan. They're loving it. Can she get the job done though against Bianca Belair? Is a different story. I say no. I say no, she will not get the job done. Bianca Belair is too hot right now. She is, you know, she's definitely 1A in a woman's division as of right now. For her to lose to Asuka, what what does that do? Her her beating Asuka, then what's the point of Asuka coming out with a new character? What's the point of Asuka dominating the Rumble? What's Asuka having a good match at Royal Rumble? She's just going to be back to what the old Asuka was. It doesn't necessarily have to be that case, though. It doesn't have to be because it came to mind. You know, Bianca Belair is younger. She's the future. Now, Asuka, I'm not saying she's in the natty role, but she's kind of close to it. You could still have a strong match. You could still, like, have a strong feud. You could still lose and come out looking good. Look at Seth Rollins. How many times did you lose in 2022 and still look, still look gold? Asuka's not on Seth Rollins' level. Maybe not. Uh, Seth, Seth but, Rollins and debut a new character after being boring and being stale for months. She's a new character, new image, reinventing herself. You can't reinvent yourself. Go on WrestleMania to lose and then go back to being, oh, it's just Asuka. Okay, that's what happens. Do you think Bianca Belair taps out? I don't see that happening. I don't see passing out, yeah. Passing out? Keeps her strong, keeps that feud going, and she can get it back in SummerSlam or Money in the Bank, whatever it is. Unless, like, this could be a way where Asuka turns heel. 
like leading up to this, like they could like you know baby face it up to the, like kind of like aging and Shinsuke Nakamura, maybe. But whatever your answer is, I'm looking forward to it. My favorite season well, of the year. On. My favorite season of the year. Preseason to the XFL and also the road to WrestleMania. Lots of speculation, lots of hype building up to it, and more often than not, the show lives up to it. So definitely looking forward to that. Moving on, sticking with WrestleMania, two confirmed matches coming up here that were just announced. Russell Pierce at Russell Pierce announced this. Io Sky and Dakota Kai versus Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler for the women's tag team titles is also locked in for WrestleMania 39. And then also from Russell Pierce at Russell Pierce, John Cena versus Austin Theory is locked in for WrestleMania 39. No word on whether this will be for United States title. So, buddy, I need to ask you this, man. I mean, obviously, Ronda Rousey, John Cena, two huge names, Hollywood names uh, coming into this against younger athletes here. Who needs to rub more, Damage Control or Austin Theory? Getting the rub, what is the end result of that, in your opinion? I think in this case, getting the W, getting the win. Then it's not it's, it's it's not enough to just like have a great match against him because like you know like I think people are as much as WWE is like forcing celebrities down our throats or forcing the nostalgia act down our throat. I think a good chunk of the fans are getting tired of it. We see through it, and, and like you know the younger talent they deserve to be rewarded. Yes, I understand. Like one of these legends, one of these stars definitely needs to come off with a win. But one of these stars also needs to look good and should come out with a win as well. So I, I, I don't necessarily see John Cena and Ronda Rousey both winning this. I think it's going to be one or the other. And that's what my definition right now is who's going to get the rub. So the rub is just to win. But then if they win, what comes after that? Well, what comes after that for, say, John Cena? Like what? What does a win for him do against No, that's what I think I'm, I'm kind of getting into that. I don't see John Cena winning. What, what does that do? Only hurts Austin Theory even more. Right. And especially the way they just completely destroyed him and rebuilt him up. To lose your John Cena makes sense. But then when you going after WrestleMania, the Monday Night Raw or the Raw after WrestleMania, what's next for Theory? He, I think he needs to beat John Cena here. And John Cena apparently, clearly has no problem putting Clown over. He has not had a victory with God knows how long in a one-on-one match. Well, then you have Jaina Baszler and Ronda Rousey. Mm-hmm. I don't see them losing right. either. Uh, then they have they put some sort of credibility in the tag team championships. Ronda Rousey's a national, global superstar. She has name recognition. She's in some sort of fucking video game. But then I think that a loss will also hurt them as well. Damage control, you're talking about? Yeah. Or but also, but right. the damage control think... also is kind of sort of right now seen as Bailey's sidekicks. Mm-hmm. Austin Theory is going to be the the face of Raw because he has there's no he's the champion on Raw right now. So I think the Austin Theory deserves to rub more. Basically Austin the pos- Theory deserves it more. The pos- Got it. The positioning of the card because he's right now the champion of Raw. So ergo, in a way, he's the face of Raw. But you notice the wording there. They're not too sure if it is going to be for the United States Championship or not. So the Austin Theory could lose that championship beforehand. True. Uh, would that, does, that change, does, does, that change, does that change anything for you at all? Yes, absolutely. 100%. So if Austin Theory goes into this matchup with John Cena at WrestleMania without the United States Championship... I can see John Cena losing, especially he's being he's a cover boy of the new game. Will you see John Cena still losing? No, I, I'm sorry. I can see John Cena Not winning losing. here because he's, he's the cover boy of the new video game. The, so then, the next video game is all about him. 
So then what you have then, you have Austin Theory losing the United States Championship. And then followed the next pay-per-view of WrestleMania, the biggest event in wrestling history, losing to John Cena. So then you talk about then what? I mean, those are two big losses back-to-back there. Yeah, I, I think again, that... again, you just mentioned it. Cut you off, go ahead. I was just going to say that. I, I think that just derails again any momentum that Austin Theory got. But if he takes John Cena to the limit, we just talked about with Seth Rollins and Cody Rhodes, if he takes John Cena to the limit and goes, oh, shit, I wasn't expecting that from Austin Theory. I was expecting what happened at WrestleMania last year. But he put on a damn good I, show. I mean, Austin Theory still had a good match last year against Pat McAfee. I think I think people were just surprised by how good Pat McAfee was. And I kind of outshine what Austin Theory did. I, but, don't, I don't want to see John Cena beat Austin Theory. I want to see Austin Theory beat him. But I, I could see John Cena beating him if it's not a title on the line. Let me clarify that. I think, I think yeah, I mean, I could definitely see that. But here's the thing. Switching gears now to damage control. They haven't really won big matches when it counted, especially in pay-per-views. But are you there know, it, are it, there big matches in the tag team division? This is as big as it gets, mm-hmm. is it not? Is it? WrestleMania against Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler, like two legitimate badasses. Yeah, totally agree. Definitely definitely help elevate them. I mean, especially say like say Dakota Kai or Io Scott, whichever, gets the pinfall on Ronda Rousey. Which is not gonna happen. I know it's a tag yeah. I know it's a tag I know it's a tag match, but still, like what does that do for them? That that legitimizes like, their tag team reign. Then they go against crickets. Until they establish some sort of well established tag team in that division, I just feel like okay. I'm, I'm, talk- I'm, I'm talking about damage control in general right now. I am including Bailey in that category. Like, yeah, they could cut great promos every now and then, they'll be in good angles, but like they haven't won big time matches when it counts the most. Yes, they won the tag team championships, the women's tag team championships, but as you said, that division's pretty weak. You know, they need some credibility there. And and the best way to do that is to beat Ronda Rousey at WrestleMania. Again, either way. We win. Looking forward to those matches. What's next? All right, moving on then to... Oh, look at that. Still, WrestleMania. <laughs> Tis the season. <laughs> Tis the season indeed, my man. So, Wrestling News at Wrestling News Co. Seth Rollins. It's a quote from him today on his Instagram Live. A lot of us don't like Logan Paul. He doesn't want to be a wrestler. He just wants to be famous. Seth Rollins went on a rant earlier today about Logan Paul and how he feels about him. Some were saying that, you know, it was kind of out of character, the way he was talking, the way he was addressing the fans. A lot of people saying this is a work shoot. I happen to believe it is a work shoot because there's been a lot of rumblings about this matchup possibly happening, and here it is. Here's my question for you, Putty. Is Seth Rollins the best opponent for Logan Paul at WrestleMania? Yes. He's taken on The Miz. Taking on Rey Mysterio, he's taking on Roman Reigns, took Roman Reigns to the limit. Does he downgrade and go against the mid-carder? No, he go against the, probably one of the best guys, our superstar of the year, Seth freaking Rollins. The, clearly this is a work shoot because he eliminated him at the Royal Rumble. So this is definitely planting the seeds to this feud. Logan Paul, from what I heard, has, hasn't rubbed anybody wrong in the backstage area. Impressed a lot of people, including us fans and Marks. And we saw that global viral spot against him and Ricochet at the Rumble. This guy loves this business. He's putting the time and effort into this business. He's not that smarky asshole we all thought he was coming into this. He's won the hearts of millions, Marcus. Him versus Seth Rollins, probably the best in the business right now. If you can have a good match against Seth Rollins, I'm all in on Logan Paul. 
I can't think of anybody, I, I can't think of anybody else to go against Logan Paul in a marquee matchup with two months left. Agreed in that sense. Uh, you know, I think that would be a fantastic matchup. They're great athletes. Seth Rollins did acknowledge, though, the fact that, you know, both can be true. He can acknowledge that Logan Paul is a great athlete, that, he, that, that he, he's athletically gifted, but he could still not like him. That could still be a thing. Oh, yeah, Logan Paul is Logan Paul is not a likable human being. You know, he definitely has a face that you want to punch, especially when he opens his mouth too. Like, you you still you want to you want to shut that thing up. Wait, but who are we talking about? You or Mark Logan Paul? Ah, so funny. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so could could it be from a real place that Seth Rollins is talking about, but still be an angle? Absolutely, of course. That anything, happens all. That happens all the time. Anything could be all the time. Is Seth Rollins still a professional? Is he still going to do the job? One thousand and ten percent. Same with Logan Paul. Well, we hope so, at least. We don't necessarily know. <laughs> um, but as far as from a fan standpoint, for, for this match at WrestleMania, yeah, I mean, at this point, Logan Paul, I think the, the rumor was that he'd be facing John Cena. Obviously, that's not happening Which for I didn't whatever want, reason. I don't want to see. I prefer John Cena. I didn't, the theory. I prefer Seth Rollins, Logan Paul. I, I didn't want to see it either, just because... I, I'm. I mean, I'm not hiding it. I'm not a fan of Logan Paul. I'm not a fan of him as a human being. Yet, yes, I can acknowledge that he is athletic. Just like Seth Rollins said, he he has caught on more than I think a lot of people thought he would. And yeah, this this match, I think there are a lot of layers to it. The fact that by itself, both men phenomenal athletes. I think they could have a fucking burner of a match here. You know. But then story-wise, Seth Rollins is a master at telling a story. Does he not? Of course. And, and like, you know, Logan Paul likes to talk shit. And Seth Rollins, <laughs> we saw what Seth Rollins did with Matt Riddle, right? Rivalry mm-hmm. of the year for us. You. Imagine, for me, excuse me. Imagine what he can do with Logan Paul. Oh, yeah. He tear, him, tear him up. But before we seen Logan Paul, Logan Paul can back it up as well. That's why I'm right. so intrigued into this feud that I didn't know I was until I read it today. Great, yeah. This is a match I would like to see. I wouldn't. I wasn't interested in Logan Paul for Roman Reigns at all. That was a fucking game, damn good match. These guys match up size wise, tail of the tape, so to speak. Match up kind of comparably, and Seth Rollins could have a cliche best match with a mop and have match of the year quality. And Logan mm-hmm. Paul, who can fucking deliver, that might be an undercard dark horse match of the night. Oh, easily, yeah, easily without a doubt for sure. My my thing is. Are they still trying to make Logan Paul face? Because it didn't feel that way at Royal Rumble. But, like... I didn't get which way they were going at Rumble. But I think that was still the plan. But if he's going against Roman Re- um, Seth Rollins? No, because Seth Rollins is probably the biggest face in the company right now. Right. Which is weird, because he was, like, the biggest heel <laughs> not too long ago. Going against his brilliance. Playing us like a fiddle. Absolutely. Absolutely. Or or is is that the character? Is he playing us like a fiddle who winds up being heel? Who knows? We'll find out. April first and second? <laughs> one of the dates. <laughs> one of those days. But yeah, I mean, one of these guys is gonna need a win. I mean, Seth Rollins hasn't won a big one at WrestleMania in quite some time. Logan Paul coming off a big loss against Roman Reigns. I mean, I, I don't necessarily know how I'm gonna call this one. You would think Seth Rollins would win here. Because he's the full, he's the full time guy. He'll be back next week at Raw, but then he like you said Logan Paul does. Then he loses to Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins back to back. Marquee awesome match, match of the year type contenders. 
Right. They still lost. And then I, I don't necessarily know how much say Logan Paul has in this contract. Oh, I'm assuming none. Because of his brand. Yeah. But, I'm assuming none, like, match-wise. Character-wise, development-wise, promo-wise, build-wise, yes. But winner-loss-wise, I don't think he has any say in that. Does that all go hand-in-hand, hand, though? In a way, yeah. But, again, going back to Seth Rollins, Cody Rhodes, you can lose three matches and still come out stronger than the, the winner. Well, Seth knows that. Does Logan know that? I feel he does. I, th- I, think, I feel like, really? I, I think yeah. Logan is a wild card there because he's a he's an immature individual. Is he? Or is that the character he's portraying? Is that his brand? We hear a lot of positive stuff about him backstage. Triple H is nothing but praise about him. Roman Reigns spoke highly of him. Seth Rollins speaks highly of everyone. Well, not this match, but a lot of people speak highly of him backstage and his performance and his dedication to us, his time put in training. He wants this. And it shows. Much like Bad Bunny impressed everybody, he's impressed us just the same. In ring-wise, right, but there, I think you and I both know there's a lot more that goes into it, just the athleticism, the work that you put in the ring. That there is a mindset to it. There's a maturity aspect to it to like understand like the the, the long game in a process to how you conduct yourself, uh, you know, with the creative decision that you might not agree with. There's a lot that goes onto it than just how you can do in a ring. Obviously, that that plays a lot, large part into it. He's not a standout. Like, he's, he's not a standout from Tough Enough. He's a YouTube star for years who is mar- he's great at branding his name, branding his image. He's built a brand. You're built on, you always talk about branding. He built his brand perfectly. I don't think to have his contract with WWE, these marquee matches with WWE, they're going to sign off on an immature guy who's all about ego. I think he's been humbled in his, mm. as, as age goes on. Logan Paul, when did he sign? During Vince or after Vince? During, I believe. During. Was it? I, I'm... Time's a blur all of a sudden. Right, right. No, of course. I mean, Logan Paul, they got him as a name, right? Of course, yeah. Like, he's he's a, he's a big name. Whether you love him or hate him, he's a big name in the social media world. He makes headlines. That's what he does. He brings more eyes to the product. And of course, it was a smart move, smart business move on their part. And Logan Paul, you know, he, he is a walking, talking wrestler, if you will, because he 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 owns that persona. He, he is a real-life heel. People don't like him. A lot of people don't. And he just so happens to be catching on really well in the wrestling world. But he is someone that doesn't need WWE. He is someone that makes way more money outside WWE than what WWE offers him. So he's also someone that's never had a boss ever until now. So that's why I say he's a wild card. That's why I say, like, you know, I don't necessarily know how mature he is to handle certain business decisions that he might not agree with because he's always surrounded by yes men. He's always been getting his way. That's what he's used to. So I don't know. I'm not saying he definitely is an asshole in the back or you know he can't handle it, whatever. I just think I don't know. And I'm curious to see how that goes. Agree disagree. I feel like he's matured. He's Again, from what I've heard, it's, it's all speculation and rumors from the backstage. He's won everybody over. He's not that smug piece of shit asshole. He's that's not that negative persona that his brother still does. Uh, he doesn't need to. He doesn't. He just doesn't need to do this. He doesn't need to fucking fly from a top rope out to, to the table and crash and break his knee or tear his hip. He doesn't no, need to, he doesn't need to like, jump know, he, ropes in the middle air against Ricochet for a viral moment. He doesn't need viral moments. He, he he's kind he's kind of like Shane McMahon though, and they say he's a thrill seeker. You know, he's addicted to that. You're right. He doesn't need it, but that's what he wants to do. And he could get that anywhere. He can skydive. He can jump off Mount Kilimanjaro. But he's doing WWE because he loves this business. He was born and raised a wrestling fan. And here we are, living out his dream. 
I'm a big fan of Chasing Dreams, right. Marcus. So congratulations to him. Hopefully he kills it at WrestleMania against Seth Rollins. Logan Paul has been winning, winning me over since his SummerSlam match against The Miz. Fair enough, but like I, I'm just but talking about the mindset. We, let's move on. You're right. I'm right. Let's move on. You don't like to debate, do you? You don't like to argue. No, I do. I love to debate all night, but not when we're recording. I've edited this the next day, and we're 25 minutes in. How about we just move on to uh, Hollywood's Corner? Well, fair enough. Fine. Because I, I do have an interview. She is someone that I have been dying to have on the show for quite some time. Uh, I have seen her matches. I've done commentary for them. I've even refed one of her That's matches. Right. Long story. Don't want to get into it. Anyway. No, let's get into it. It's great, great, great no, job. No, great no, job. No, no, Your referee no, no, debut. No, no, no. Stop it. She, she even had praise it. for you. She's this, this, is, this is not about me. Ladies and gentlemen, let's give it up for the courageous one, Christina Murray. What's up, guys? I'm happy to be here. Finally. You know, finally. 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 <laughs> I mean, the last time I, I got to see you was like this past weekend, but you were just in my match not too long ago. How was that experience? Let's start off with asking questions for you. Ooh. ooh <laughs> wow. 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 We, we, we're twisting it here. Okay. Um, it was a little scary. So it was my second time ever refing, uh, because the first time ever was just a match or two before that. So the first day ever on the job. And, uh, yeah, I, I think I gave you a warning about that beforehand against your match against Journey Burke at BCW's Christmas with a Vengeance. And you let me have it when I was a little out of position there. <laughs> I got, you know, hey, I'm a different person when I'm in that ring. I've told people before. You, you, well, you got to be. And, and listen, all right. So touching about what I talked about before, like they call you the courageous one, right? And I could definitely see why. I've always seen why. You are a tenacious girl. Uh, you, you, you turn it on to another level when you're in that ring. Uh, you, you just, and, and I, I feel like, especially the last few months, you've stepped up another notch here. But before we get into all that, uh, let's get to know a little bit more about you, Christina. Uh, you know, you've been at this since what, 2016? Yeah, it's crazy. To hear that <laughs> yeah. i hope i didn't make you feel old or anything like no, that no you know you know when you hit when you say a year you think of like the that like that year wow yeah no trust me I, I could go on all day about where i was in my life in 2016 a little bit different i wasn't even wrestling actually so <laughs> with you though like you know you come through the years do you start off powerlifting do we start off as a powerlifter or is this something that transitioned from wrestling into that like how did that all come to be i started uh powerlifting actually a few years before that about three years before that i started competing in powerlifting um it was something i always wanted to do and this is what kind of led up to me finding wrestling but uh that was something that was very natural to me is lifting weights you know especially excessive weights um and stuff and it helped me deal with a lot at a young age so going to the gym was just like a relief but yeah, I started off powerlifting and then kind of found the school nearby. And I tried to collab both of them for like the first year to two years. And I couldn't do them both at the same time anymore. Mm. So what was, if you don't mind me asking, what was going on in your life that you felt like, like I need to focus on something else here? Like, you know, mm -hmm. and it, that powerlifting at that point was the answer. What, what was going on? Um, 
A lot of people know, you know, some people don't. Um, my mother fought brain cancer for about nine and a half years. And right before I decided to chase my powerlifting and then pro wrestling career, my mom passed away when I was 21. She finally oh. got defeated from brain cancer and it just drained her, you know, like it's not even like she was really <clears throat> herself. She was mentally not even able to have normal conversations, but she could read, but you couldn't have like, Hey, how's it going? She, there was, it, it was like a part of her brain that it really affected. And the, it like drained her. She, she was 55 when she passed away and she looked like she was like an 80, 90 year old woman. But, um, oh, she is my, uh, she's my, my strength, my inner core. Um, you know, so she, when she passed, passed away it was almost like you know every day of those nine nine and a half years growing up didn't really get the chance to finish school because of watching my mom in and out of the hospital and living at the hospital at a young age so it was just like in and out you know and then kind of was like a day in and day out thing where you know they told us that she could die any day you know what I mean she could die like she wasn't supposed to live past six months of that cancer so me being 11, 12 years old, I wasn't thinking I was going to see mom past 14. And then I took care of her bedridden, um, a whole bunch of stuff, big, huge, but it, different meters of different health issues on top of the brain cancer. But when she passed away, I had a lot of anger management that built up a lot of disconnection. People didn't understand what I went through, nor never will because of what me and my family went through. So I found powerlifting, weightlifting, heavy weights. It helped me channel that energy to uh, get out of the depression. And I had to figure it out all on my own because I didn't have no other female in my life to help me cope with anything. Like, oh, wow. I mean, I had friends, but I don't, I have my brothers and my dad. I'm the only female left. So that's why I'm such a tomboy, such a rough <laughs> ass. <laughs> were, but, were they the reason yeah. why, were they the reason why powerlifting? Because like, you know, if, I, I mean, there's so many different ways to channel the, the said anger or the depression and the things you're going through. Uh, but powerlifting seems so specific. Uh, why was it that? I was training at a gym at the time and I was working out with a couple of friends of actually a prior boss of mine when I used to work at a retail store, shoe department. I was working out with him and I actually met Rick, Rick Recon. No way. Before he started training. Like he's my training buddy. Like me and him started at the same place. He started a month before I did but he checked it out before he gave me the word and before that I started powerlifting and then I started training at the same time so I was taking on both of them at the same time and then I ended up going to a different group that powerlift and then Josh focused on Olympics and or excuse me Rick but aka Josh he focused on like his Olympics like Seth Rollins like Roman Reigns and like all those type of lifts and then went to training I lacked on the training the first like consistency because I didn't know what I wanted, but I actually was very good at learning still, like at that pace. But so yeah, that's how I met Rick, Rick Recon. And uh, I forgot what the what the beginning of the first question was. I get so sidetracked. <laughs> no, it, it's basically just like why? Why was it that path? Why? Why? What? What attracted? Uh, it was in front of me, you? and it was something that was something that I wanted. Powerlifting, I seen it when I was training. So that's when I was training with Josh at the gym, and like my old boss at the time, I was seeing this group that just was screaming lifting up weights and just like oh and that's like my energy all the time you know me in the locker rooms like when I come into the locker room everyone knows like oh my god Chrissy's here like I'm just myself like you know what I mean if there's something wrong I'm quiet like something's wrong <laughs> <laughs> so like I'm pretty I kind of like wear my feelings on my sleeve kind of like but um it was just in front of me and powerlifting was it um 
I wanted to do UFC originally. I, I think I discussed that too prior, not with other podcasts. I wanted to do UFC because I had a lot of anger management from losing my mom. My father begged me not to. He said, you're too pretty of a face, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I decided, you know, what am I going to go out there and really just get my face beat the shit in and beat somebody else in? Like, what am I, what am I, what do I'm looking at and getting out of that? What's, what is that feeling? And I thought about that for a while. And then I found, I was powerlifting and then I tried wrestling out and I was like, holy shit. Like they allowed me to do a lot more stuff than normal training tryouts did because they were so like about my athleticisms, the kip ups. Like I remember taking a hundred bumps. I remember my trainer just laying it in on me. He wanted me to break from day one shockwave, but you know, he knows like I made it through. I made it through all that stuff. So just were you in front of me. Were you an athlete beforehand? Yeah, I was. I was a cheerleader. Um, I did uh, soccer. I did baseball. I actually wish I could have done football, but I used to play tackle football with my friends all the time. Like growing oh, up, you are like, a badass girl. <laughs> like back then, like we used to play up the street from my old house, and like I remember these kids would be like, "Oh, we'd finally get some of the girls over after school," and then I'd hang out with the same four guys. Like one was really big ones. They're like, "All right, you know, two man touch for the girls, but Chrissy can tackle." I'm like. Of course, Chrissy can tackle. Chrissy can tackle. And it was just like, I remember so many times, like my life prepared me to be a professional wrestler. Let's face it, like multiple different things in my life. I ran face first into an AC running from manhunt like this. Boom, hit the concrete, had the lump lump. My mom, that was right before my mom got sick. And I remember my mom was like screaming and I was just standing there. So it was funny because that just currently happened with the bump on my head. If you've seen on my Instagram and my Facebook. So, I, I did see that. It made me think of that actually right away. <laughs> Marcello, the promoter, like my, my homeboy, like he literally was like looking at me. He's like, you just, I can't stop staring at it. Like, cause it was so big and I was smiling. And it just reminded me at this time, like when my mom looked at me, but like was like, Christina, why are you smiling? I'm like, it doesn't hurt why are you skin like it's never like you know anything serious you're one tough person man like damn <laughs> so you've always been this way pretty much like as you said so perfectly like you know your life pretty much has geared you towards professional wrestling uh so let's 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 dive into that into the professional wrestling world uh you have been on a tear at bcw uh not even just bcw I, i've seen you so many different promotions the northeast i'm the, the northeast, northeast baddest person like i mean if you go out west like it's my home like like my ecw home or esw excuse me but like still like uh i'm the baddest heel i feel like i'm the i'm the northeast bitch like but you know you, you seem like you stopped short and calling yourself queen of the north and in our last show queen of the north four at bcw you went on to uh, you be- you beat Shelby Waters and Journey Burke, which was kind of like an impromptu match, if you will. Uh, you were supposed to face Jada Stone, you know, card always subject to change. That didn't happen. Uh, then you find yourself in a triple threat. You-, you said like, "Hey, I'm the only North one here. I'm the only one of North. Everyone's from down south or whatever." So obviously, the show cut short uh, because of um, unfortunate injury with Vicious Vicky. Yeah. Before I dive into the old Queen of North thing, like, you know, I, I know you, you and Vicky, you know each other very well. What was going through your mind when all, all that happened? When it first happened, I was in Gorilla, you know, waiting because I was the match after her and stuff. And then when, when it got quiet and then someone said Vicky got hurt, my heart dropped because, like, you know, you, 
you meet a lot of people in this business, but when people like actually are your friends and like you care about them, like you care, you know what I mean? You get to know them on a different level and you yeah. actually like care. So my heart dropped because I was like, wait, what? Like for someone like her, someone like me to really like say, whoa, 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 and do that and face the fact that you're really hurt on live stream as well. That even could be on 10,000 people for you to really do that any into any wrestler as well get hurt and do that that is scary that means you you're 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 scared you're scared right now you're for your life if it's a broken leg or it's a neck like it could be a concussion we go out there and we we know that it could be the last match could be the last mm. time we even that's why i make a prayer every time i go out because you know what i mean for my opponent for me and for the ref like for everybody that's in this ring right now because what we do is crazy like everything's crazy but my heart dropped um and instantly <laughs> I don't know if you heard me at one point, like I screamed in the back, turn off the live stream. I don't know if you heard me. I was in the grill. I screamed it because I seen that like the, the camera was still going like after a couple minutes that she was laying there. I screamed because like in my head, I was like, turn this shit off. Like, right. you know what I mean? Like they, yeah, ultimately, like, they ultimately did. They did. But, no, they, yeah. did. they did right away. Like they did. But it was like the first thing, like when she was really down and like maybe 30 seconds. So like stay down. And I was like looking at when I seen her and I was like, what's going on? I was trying to read her body, you know, before, you know, me or Mimi wanted to go out there and really check on her. So, we, you know, I literally screamed, turn off the live stream, which she was already setting the camera down anyways on the thing. I don't even think it was right. really rolling. So, so I, I think but, a like, lot I, of things were going on during that, though. Sorry to interrupt. A lot of things were going on during that point because, like, I, I was doing commentary for that match. And yeah. when that happened, I mean, there was just like me and Putty were just like, wait, is this? Is this supposed to be happening? Because like there was seemed like there was confusion with the ref going in there right away. It's you know, hard to tell sometimes. It, 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 it was hard to tell, and then I, I remember like I remember what was supposed to be going on with the match, yada yada, and, and it's like no, wait, this is not supposed to happen. This is this is some this is something's yeah. very wrong here. And I think when I started coming to the realization, I think the camera people started, I think the fans did. Like mm -hmm. I think a lot of people were coming to that realization. No, something is very wrong here. Yeah. Um, I, I got off commentary because I, I'm friends with Vicky as well. I, I felt the need to just see what the hell is going on. Lots of confusion from everyone. And I didn't actually know you were in Gorilla. So, um, yeah, yeah so like, I, I yelled it like once I yelled it once running up the stairs. Cause I was, was like behind the staircase, you know, and the way the structure is, and I ran up on the stage, but like by the time I yelled to look on stage, she was already setting down. But like, I think about it, like, I, like, I think about it, like how I would want if God forbid I ever got hurt, like, and it was like live, like, and it was capability of doing something where you can cut the stream like that, or like change the channel or do something, or, like change it to like some direction. Like, it's, it, it, it sucks. Like, you know what I mean? But it, what killed me the most is like, I didn't get the chance to see the move happen. Because if I seen it, I would have instantly knew like, oh my God, like, this is, this is the real deal. Cause at first I, I thought the same thing. I was like, was this part of their match? I was like, then I, I'm not trying to question, but I was like, no, this girl, like Vicky's hurt. Like, I know my girl, like, she's not going to just wait. Like, no, like, you know, that's like me. Like there ain't going to be no play. If I actually have to throw the X up, I won't even play the X. If I throw the X up, it's for real. Like it, it, it's, I'm injured, you know, but my yeah. heart dropped back to that. Like she, I'm just so grateful to hear the news that it's not anything serious, you know, and mild concussion and a strain. And it's scary. You know what I mean? My friend Adina had scissors, broke her clavicle, boom. Like, you know, and then we're all girls. We're all friends. We all talk. So like, you know what I mean? So it's just like, it's scary, you know, like it's not, it could be 
anything. And it's just scary to see one of your friends go through something like and that. Especially and especially like Vicky, Vicky was saying she's done this move a thousand times. So it, it could really be like anything. Like we've seen like it multiple times with a professional wrestler. I mean, yeah. Like, yeah it's, anything could happen. You know what I mean? It could just be one little thing. One little it, thing, you know. It's wrestling. Hey, Vicky said it best to the EMT in the ring. It's wrestling, man. This shit happens. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, and she's, 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 you know, she's, she's a yeah. champ. She's a real champ. She's a warrior. I've told her that countless <laughs> times during this. She's a fucking warrior. Um, and you all are. Uh, no, absolutely. But- Every single one of us. You know, and I'm glad. One thing is I respect about BCW is making that decision to end the show because all of us were if not in tears bound like you know what I mean like just it would have probably ended up worse for us to continue a show in that condition after that situation than than to just reschedule the queen of the north tournament or the qualify qualification you know what I mean I mean it's understandable I know like they're trying to make it a next show even if they decided to do like who qualifies in the next whoever's available we could always just string it out but like they did the best decision by doing that. And I, I, that was so much, it was so, it was so great to see that decision be made, especially for Vicky and anyone, you know what I mean? In the locker room getting hurt. Well, you know, it it comes down to, I don't want to put words in anything Cole's mouth. um, But I I know Anthony pretty well. I know AJ very well. uh, And great people. Yeah. I mean, I know me and AJ, we we have our, we have our, our issues, but overall, like, you know, it's, they uh it's talent first it's talent first because we're all family a dysfunctional family but we are all family we are and, one big family <laughs> and and we watch out for each other and like there's especially with vicky like you know how close we all are to her uh there's no way we could have continued uh just without knowing that you know that she's okay and mm-hmm. i think the talent felt the same way obviously but you know i business is going to pick up right so you did wind up qualifying uh so did Brittany jade and so did notorious mimi the winner of that will be the next queen of the north who would then get a a championship opportunity against either ruthless lala or whoever's the champion at that point talk to me about this i mean like we don't actually know when this match is going to happen it's talking about anniversary six could be over the summer everyone's got to get the schedules figured out but with that being said what is your mindset with this, uh, you know, going forward? I mean, <clears throat> after the little circus I ran with my first match, I mean, that show, that 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 ended pretty quickly. I mean, Notorious Mimi <laughs> is quite a challenger for myself. And, you know, the other one, I don't know too much about the other one. I know she comes from down south, but again, she's trying to be queen of the north. Like, get the hell out of here. Like, you know what I mean? So it's, if you ask me, you know, I I think I let my work speak for itself, explanatory, like why? So, I mean, only the strongest will survive. So we're just gonna have to figure out who is the rightful queen of the North. Let's just figure out the facts and figure out in paper and we'll figure it out. Right. I mean, you, you (laughs) stake your claim for it. I mean, for me, you really open my eyes to how damn good you are and i was always aware of, of how good you are but like really it was just like brought me into it like cemented it down was that match with darius carter at grand dragon tournament it was the second round 
girl, I, I have never seen guy or girl take it <laughs> to Darius the way that you did. Like if 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 that's not Queen of the North worthy, I don't know what is. See, you know, I heard Darius talking in the beginning of the show, and I had, you know, if Danny didn't go out there and beat me to it, I probably would have went out there and said my two words. But like, you know. There's a right time and a right place for that stuff. And, you know, don't forget, I never forget a loss. And I definitely get my wins after I get my losses. Somehow, some way, it gets done. And I just this figure close. out a way. We're this, this close. close. But let me tell you something. I put Darius Carter to the tip of his toes. I know there's a lot of female competitors, even I'm not putting no shame on anyone, not even Marina Shafir. Like she is a badass mama, like straight up. Well, I'm not gonna lie, like Marina works a little different than me. We guarantee know that. I will slam Darius on his head a hundred times and all father go to heaven. I'll <laughs> you know, I'm gonna just leave it as that because you know, after. I mentally got into Darius Carter's head when we were at the chair spot, you know. You called him a bitch. <laughs> I only call things the way I see them. And I'm pretty sure the crowd agreed. So, you know, Darius knows, like, I'm always up for round two. But you know what? He got his win. So he can't make that decision for that rematch. I'll decide when I want to have that rematch. And you know what? I have better things to worry about right now, like the Queen of the North. And that's what I'm really focusing on because after I become queen of the North and I become, I'll worry about Darius Carter. So until then, we'll see. We got a whole summer. We got a whole summer. Well, no disrespect to the other girls. Uh, Based on what I've seen from you, based on this interview right now, I'm going to go on DraftKings, put my money on you. How about that? (laughs) Christina Marie for queen of the North. Possibly even the next BCW Women's Champion. We shall see. Christina Marino, thank you for stopping by the show. Where can they find me on social media? You can find me on Instagram under Miss MS underscore Christina Marie. Twitter is Courageous CM. And you can also find me on Facebook under Courageous Christina Marie. Oh, there you have it. Thank you so much, Christina Marie. I am looking forward to seeing what you do next here. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, moving on to... TV Takedown. It's time for this week's TV Takedown. Uh, much love to Christina Marie, man. I I I love them, man. Like she uh, she's just so good at what she does, and I I'm so glad to have the opportunity to get to know her uh, a little bit more, man. And dude, much love to Vicious Vicky. By the way, fucking. Warrior. I, I've been following up with her. Uh, she's in good spirits, good health. Uh, but man, what a, what a scare for for us, for for the fans, for the talent. Like as, as we heard from Christina, it, it was it was. I was shook, man. I was definitely shook. Very scary moment, man. Very scary moment. At first, you didn't know what to believe because, you know, people don't throw up the X for no reason, right? The story injuries are part of wrestling storyline wise. That's what the X is for. This is not a storyline, dude. And she threw it up herself. And then we we're all like, what's what's going on here? You left because you were supposed to do something with her. And I'm like, wait, is this, is this, what's going on here? And it brought me back to the moment where in our previous promotion, we worked, your boys attacked somebody brutally and he had to be stretchered out. 
And I was able to do it no problem, commentating-wise. I've been watching wrestling my whole life. I know what to do when this happens. Kayfabe. This wasn't kayfabe, dude. This was serious. A girl we've been growing up. Not growing up. A girl we've been following for years now. Big friend of ours. A friend of the show. More closely with you. And I'm like, what the? What is this? This is this is not. Like, what do I say here? Hmm. So I'm trying to right. let the situation breathe. Right? You you don't talk too much. Let it just play out. We're also live on BreeCW.TV. Hey, did, did you hear what Christina said? To, like, Christina said she was in Gorilla saying... Cut the live feed. She like yelled it out. Did you hear that? I didn't hear. I it. didn't hear that. But then, like, I just like got stumbling. They did like, ultimately. Yeah, I'm like, I had nothing left to say. This we sh- I shouldn't be talking. I shouldn't be sitting here. I shouldn't be talking. Right. So I looked over. I'm like, are we still on? He's like, no, we cut it. I'm like, good God. That's why I left and went to the ring. But she was in good spirits. It wasn't that big of a scare because she could she could move. She was alert. She was awake. She was feeling all her extremities. But nonetheless, it was still scary to see somebody we care about go out like that. Right, right. And, like, ultimately, did wind up being a, a mild concussion. I know she's getting an MRI mm-hmm. uh, this week to see if there's any other type of damage that's going on. But thoughts and prayers with Vicious Vicky. Hopefully, she can come back very soon yeah. and do what she does best, kick some ass. Yeah, it was definitely a, a moment we won't forget. Kind of derailed the Queen of the North finals. But we'll see. Uh, we'll get more into that. Later on in the show, with our special announcement. Absolutely. But watch Absolutely. a lot of Vicious Vicky. We'll see you back soon. Much love. Cheers to her. Cheers. Yes, cheers to Vicious Vicky. Mm. All right, so. Back to some good TV news. takedown. Yeah. All right, let's get into it. So starting with Monday Night Raw, Rhea Ripley was trending quite a bit, especially from her win from the Royal Rumble. Denise Hollywood Salcedo, at underscore Denise Salcedo, Quotations at WrestleMania, I put you in your place, Charlotte Flair. I choose you. Quote by Rhea Ripley. It's going to be Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair at WrestleMania 39. Buddy, what do you think? Is Rhea Ripley going to become the new face of the women's division WWE? New face or champion? The face of the division. Like, you know, Charlotte Flair is like the face of the division. Like, you know, people think of her... People think women's division, they think Charlotte Flair, right? She'll be up there. Is, She'll be a face of the division. I think she currently is now. How many you think times she's ha- already there now? How many times have you compared her? How many times have we seen people online compare her to the next China going being the fact she's stepping up with these men? Mm-hmm. When's the last time we seen a, a woman step up with a man? Believably, until except China, maybe Beth Phoenix. Will she become the face? I don't know if she'll be the face. There won't be the face until Charlotte Flair retires. Oh wow, wow! Charlotte Flair is going to lose okay. here if if Ray Ripley does not beat Charlotte Flair. This is all for naught, a waste. Bye. Wow. I personally feel she'll beat Rick. She'll beat Ric Flair. She'll beat Charlotte Flair. <laughs> become the SmackDown Women's Champion for thirty, sixty, maybe ninety days. Charlotte Flair wins it back because that's how Charlotte Flair's ML goes. They're, they're catapulting her to sixteen-time champion when. Charlotte Flair beats her for the title again. What does Rhea do? That will determine what her place is on face level of the division. See, I, I I think a loss like that would hurt. Would hurt like more. It would hurt probably more than her losing at WrestleMania. Her losing yeah, to Charlotte Rhea, Flair. Period. Right. Okay. Rhea Ripley has the capability of being the face of the women's division. No She's doubt. young. She is talented. 
she's got a great look to her. And like, you know, as you mentioned before, you think that she is one of the faces. I would have to disagree right now. She is she is heading there for sure. She's getting a lot of momentum for sure. Uh, she's getting a lot of great time with Judgment Day. Characters building up. She took command of the Royal Rumble. Like, not not even the fact that she won it, but just her presence, the way how she dominated, the, 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 the even being vocal about like you know gathering the troops, eliminating the Nia Jax, the, just the, everything about it. it was screamed Ring General, screamed that I got this, screamed that I am number one in that call sheet. Rhea Ripley is capable of doing it. She's on her way there. The only thing that's in her way right now is Charlotte Flair. If she could defeat Charlotte Flair at WrestleMania, become the next WWE SmackDown Women's Champion, she could beat Charlotte Flair for that WrestleMania and then have a good reign after that. That's the thing, yeah. That's the thing. She could become the new face of that division. She could. I think she could even surpass Bianca Belair. I mean, right now, I know Bianca Belair is, you know, she's hot right now. She She's definitely put herself amongst those names. But out of all of them, man, it's still Charlotte's world. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, still, it's still Charlotte's world and everyone's just living in it. But Rhea Ripley, she's got that it factor, man. Oh, I think no one's disagreeing with you. She's the next big thing of the women's division, if you will. I think her and Bianca Belair could be the next Trish, Lita, Sean, Brett. But... She's she has to beat Charlotte Flair, like I just mentioned. But what is the length of her reign going to be before Charlotte Flair it, takes it back? That's what we both agree on. It, yeah. it, it depends on that. So I think this question, beating Charlotte Flair at WrestleMania is one thing. Get the right? win back. Get the win back from thirty six during the COVID era. But it just depends on what happens next. I think this question is incomplete until we see what happens when Charlotte Flair gets her win back. It could be nothing. It could be like she defeats Charlotte Flair again. Ray goes on the feud with somebody else. Somebody else. But her and Charlotte Flair chapter it does not end at WrestleMania. It sees what, what's the next chapter. No, cl- clear, clearly it won't. And what happens? No matter if, what, if she does win, what happens with the Judgment Day? Does she go on both shows like Roman does? Does she stay on SmackDown? Does she, the Judgment Day split up? Does she become face? Because people will probably get behind her. Maybe. Does, does Dom turn face Day? though? Does she stays with she stays with Dom. Dom. There's a lot of different ways it can go. Another good thing about Rhea Ripley that I did not state is that she can tell a story. She can tell a story effectively. And like I think that's I think that's what sets her apart from everyone else. You know, Bianca Belair, you know, she could talk, she can wrestle, she got a great look to her. But I feel like Bianca Belair kind of lacks telling a, an effective story. Hmm. I, I I think that's what separates her from like, you know, getting to the top spot, if you will. I disagree. I think she tells a good story, but I see your point. I see where you're going with it, but I disagree. No, it, like not to take anything away from Bianca Belair, she's been fantastic. Yeah, you know, I, I, I just think there's a reason why we don't think of like the women's division. We don't automatically think of Bianca Belair. I think there's a reason for that. Uh, what I think Rhea Ripley has all the tools to be the next Charlotte Flair. Hell, they've they've done everything possible to change her look because at one point when she first started off, she looked like Charlotte Flair. If you remember correctly. That was a big thing, yeah. She didn't want and, to be a, Ripley, a bottle blonde because there were so many of them. No. Right. And, and, and she took that and she ran with it and made her own look, made her own style, made her own gimmick, if you will. And, and she's done a fantastic job. And the biggest thing that I have to say what Rhea Ripley has with her, and I know I, I harp on this a lot, 
it's not an ageist thing, but like it's in the world of sports that we live in. She has the youth behind her. She is the youngest one out of all the main pillars on that roster. And that says a lot. That means she's got a longer career. And the fact that she's got that now, that, that it factor, it's like Mahomes, man. It's like Joe Burrow. You know, what, what will they become 10 years from now? Only better. Yeah, I agree. She's the Mahomes, Bianca's Burrow. Right now, the wrestling, the women's wrestling division right now is very exciting to see the future. Especially the people in NXT coming up. The current people who are called out from NXT who are still waiting on the cusp of making that big move. The women's division is awesome. At the helm, Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch, Bailey. But right on the second line, you have the Biancas, you have the Reyes, and the division is in good hands. Absolutely. Four horsewomen set it off. And now we have a whole other, other division about to step up. But moving on, Putty, to AEW. What we have here, Putty, is one of your favorite women here in the, in the division, Jade Cargill. Yep, my girl. All, All Elite Wrestling tweets this at AEW. Hashtag and still TBS champion Jade Cargill undefeated at 50 and 0. Let me repeat that. 50 and 0. Meaning she has won 50 matches and has lost zero during her time in AEW. I think we got I that. I have to ask this person. I, I think we got that. I, you know, I, need, I, I need to hit that home okay. <laughs> because I feel like a lot, she's not getting the credit that's due to her. So I'm going to ask you this, Putty. I know she's your girl. Is Jade Cargill underrated? No. I don't, I don't see what you're, who you're following. And you're more the social media guy than I am. I don't see anybody underrating Jade Cargill at all. I think she's perfectly rated. I think here's the thing, though. I think the people that love her, love her. But there's a lot of people that, that knock her. Okay. I don't hear those not. people knocking her. So please please inform us who is knocking her and why. I, I think people think she's too green. Uh, look at the talent that she's faced, et cetera, et cetera. There's a lot of, like, excuses. There's a lot of yeah buts. But, like, the yeah buts. Carl, there's a lot uh, of the yeah buts. The Jay Cargo, there's an argument that could be made. Like, you know, we just talked about before being the face of women's division, right? But Rhea Ripley. You know, there's a case to be made that Jade Cargill is the face of the women's division in AEW. I've been saying that for, I've been saying that for a while now. Again, it was me, you and Green Man did a podcast when the tournament brackets were announced. I'm saying the TBS championship was made for Jade Cargill. I picked her since day one and she won. This title was made for her, because who else but Jade Cargill? She has owned this title. She has owned her position on the card. She's not a main eventer. She can't hang with the main eventers right now. So is that the knock then? Is that the knock? Is that the yeah, but that she can't hang with the main eventers? Because that is the knock. We don't think she can because why they're, is they're that? not they're not portraying her as hanging with the main eventers. They're portraying her as an unstoppable force who is undefeated, who can t- defeat anybody who's put in front of her. Except but the people put in front of her are not main event quality talent. No disrespect to the talent she's beaten. We love Marina Shafir, the BCW World Heavyweight Champion, but she's beaten her multiple times. Twice. Yeah. So I was also, also when I was watching Dynamite this week, I'm like, eventually she's going to have to lose. Right? That's the one in the blank and one, while Brock Lesnar and The Undertaker. And that, that loss, whoever beats is going to catapult that person into the main event, uh, to a certain stratosphere. And that hopefully will launch Jade to the main event picture. She's not ready for the main event yet, but she has to look. She's, so then she's she been on is top. underrated. No, she's perfectly she, she's, she's perfectly rated. She's not overrated. She's not underrated. She's perfectly rated. 
Great spot. She's been on talk shows. What's what's holding her back though? Do you think she's she? Do you think she's a little too green? No. What's holding her back? Honestly, nobody else could be the face of the mid card but her. I don't know about that. I think who? I think she has the, think she has the baddies. She has this record that's undefeated. Nobody can. If she loses, that would hurt her kind of credit character a little bit before she rebuilds herself to the main event in Celine. Who who could be who could run the? They, they have such a deep roster in the women's division. Yeah, right? they, absolutely, they do. But she's beating she, she's beating she everybody. There, I know a lot of people are pulling for Chris Statlander. She could she could definitely go. No, ain't on her level. I, that's why I feel like they kind of backed herself in the corner here. Like right? they built her up so much as a face of the women's division, forgetting she's the mid card. Who who can overthrow the face of the division but yet still win a mid card title? When you think AEW, you think of Jade Cargill because she's on commercials and talk shows, like I mentioned earlier. They're pushing her to the moon. Great job. They've they done, they done a phenomenal job building her up. Now, who beats her and then where they go from there? I don't think she's underrated. I don't think she's overrated. She's perfectly rated. Perfect spot in the card. She's must-see TV for me and a lot of people on AEW. Right. It's Again, it's either you love her or you hate her. I feel like there's no in-between. No, you know who I think you know I think would be interesting for her to go against, and which would solve everything you just talked about. Please, hear me out. I think if Britt Baker beats her for the TBS Championship, right? Okay, I actually thought about that briefly, but okay, talk about it. While while Jamie Hader is the AEW Women's Champion, yes, perfect. Okay, so, so they go on, you know, they they flaunt their gold, if you will, and Jade Cargill that she feuds with him, and she eventually beats Jamie Hader. For the AW Women's Championship, okay. in that in that feud, that storyline, I think that's how it kind of all works out. Makes sense. The only thing that that, that kind of goes against this, though, is the fact that they're both faces now: Jamie Hader and Britt Baker. Well, that will change eventually, right? Randy Probably Orton, next Randy Orton, <laughs> Triple H were heels until Randy Orton became a face, right? There's going to be a crack like, eventually in that foundation. How how much longer does this go, though? Who knows, man? I don't know. Who beat again? Who beats Jade Cargill? Nobody left except, like you just mentioned, Britt Baker. But or would it be like Tony Storm and, and Soraya? Like, w- do I just like you know? I, I said Britt Baker, Jimmy Hater combo, but like, do we switch that over to them? Do they beat uh, Jimmy? One of them beat Jimmy Hater for a championship, and then one of them beats Jade. I, I, I of those four women, it's going to be one of them. I think Jade Cargill is going to lose the TBS championship one time. Mm-hmm. Then what happens with her? What do you do with her? She has to go for the for the world championship uh, for the uh, the Men, excuse me women's, for the right the, 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 yeah the women's championship for sure and I think that that's the easy way to do it I, I think that's what makes sense could she be the first woman to hold both titles a la Goldberg like we mentioned ten minutes ago oh but then they really back themselves into a corner exactly that. that's what I was thinking too like what do you do here so far they're doing a great job with her I'm loving it the baddies the breaking up the baddies yet now Layla Gray. I, I'm whatever they're doing. I'm involved. I'm invested. But how much longer can this go on? I see until the summer. So you have six more months. All right, four Feed months. Hold her. Holding you to that more. Feed her more. Let's go. Moving on. Then we have SmackDown to talk about. Honey, what a way to end SmackDown tonight. Yeah. Denise Hollywood Salcedo talks about it. Oh, double dipping, huh? Denise Salcedo. We're double dipping, man. Nothing but love for her. Quoting Sami Zayn, I am coming after you and a WWE Undisputed Universal Championship. Sami Zayn to Roman Reigns. Let's fucking go. 
big time statement from Sami Zayn. Big time statement from Roman Reigns attacking him afterwards. Dude, this storyline just keeps getting better, dude. I have to ask you now. The match is official. Elimination Chamber. Sami Zayn versus Roman Reigns for the Undisputed Championship. Can Sami pull off the upset? No. Oh, come on. This is Easy no. We all love. We all love WrestleMania season. I can't think of a person who does not love WrestleMania season. And I've always talked about a lot of the show, especially the early days of the show with Green Man. What's your favorite season? Christmas season or WrestleMania season? Quoting Quoting Crashers. WrestleMania season every day. But tonight, you had Charlotte Flair versus Sonya Deville for the SmackDown Women's Championship. We knew Charlotte Flair wasn't going to lose because she just got called out five days ago by Ray Ripley. Cody Rhodes just called out Roman Reigns. There's no way Roman Reigns is not going into WrestleMania and not the champion because the already pre-existing storyline. If this was for a title, yes, it is not. It is for the undisputed World Heavyweight Championship. No way Sami Zayn goes into WrestleMania, the world heavyweight undisputed champion, whatever they're calling it. He will put on one hell of a show. The crowd's going to be behind him in his home country. With his, like Roman Reigns just said tonight, his friends, his family, his country behind him. But there's absolutely no way Roman Reigns enters WrestleMania without those belts behind his waist. Okay. So there's no way you, you disagree up, with me. There's you, no, you, way, there's you, no you, way you disagree you, with me on this. There's you no way you, up, you bring up a lot of great points. However, there we go. I don't know how you do this, but you were a magician. Please continue. <laughs> However, buddy, this reminds me a lot of what happened with Daniel Bryan. This also reminds me a lot of what happened with Kofi Kingston. The guys that weren't necessarily supposed to get that spot at WrestleMania, they gained a lot of momentum. Keep in mind, there's a lot of time between the Royal Rumble. And WrestleMania, right? Great, great analogies. Great Thank analogies. You. But you're wrong. Thank you. <laughs> you didn't even let me finish yet. I asked, can Sami Zayn pull off the upset, right? I didn't necessarily specify Elimination Chamber. There is still a way for Elimination Chamber for, for that match to happen where Sami Zayn still winds up finding his way in a WrestleMania main event. Could be even a triple threat match with Cody Rhodes for Roman Reigns, for Sami Zayn for the championship, where Sami Zayn sneaks out with a win. For all we know, buddy, they may throw the Money in the Bank match at WrestleMania. Sami Zayn could win that and cash in in that matchup. There's a lot of different ways where this can go, where Sami Zayn could pull off an upset to win the Undisputed Championship. There's so much momentum behind them, buddy. That pop, Royal Rumble, right? The crowd was dead for a lot of show. I thought it was very disappointing. And tail. And a lot of people talk about the acoustics in the building and whatnot, making excuses for it. I was like, all right, cool. I could buy that. And tail. Sami Zayn turned on Roman Reigns. That pop, with the mic turned red because you, you just felt it. You felt that energy. You felt the fans erupt. That You talk about the stadium erupting. You talk about the roof being blown off. I felt like the roof was going to be blown off after that. That was a huge payoff. It's been leading up to this moment, and we've been saving for it, and we got it finally. Now he's going to go Elimination Chamber in Canada, his his home country. Forget about it, man. The momentum is totally on his side, man. They have to put him in somehow, some way in this match of WrestleMania. I don't necessarily see how they don't. I've known a lot of people in my life, and a lot of people, a lot of those people have to be friends with everybody. Since I've been a kid... I have not had a lot of friends because I like to keep my circle close and small because you can't trust a lot of people. 
right? I, I, for, ever since I was a young kid, I've had a small amount of close personal friends. Now as an adult, you, Mark, are one of those people I consider a brother, right? I love, I love you. You are somebody I can go to no matter what, no matter the time of the day, because you are just a special person in my life. You've, you've helped me immensely oh, wow. more than you know. And this proves why, because your fantasy booking is just so tremendously well done. There's absolutely no way what you just said is going to happen. But you you make perfect sense, but it's fantasy booking. What you're saying is not going to happen, but I love what you're pr- proposing. Not going to happen. Not, but, but how, it's how gonna... can it not, though? Like, what, what, what happens? At, what happens? So, Sami Zayn versus Cody Rhodes? I'm not saying Sami Zayn versus Cody Rhodes, but it, it, listen, there's no stipulation in this match. The Usos will get involved somehow, some way. The like, Uso they, they, they singular. Disqualification. Yeah, a boy Jay, who's MIA right now, who loves Sami Zayn like I love you, like a brother. I don't necessarily see this match in the clean. I don't. But, like, I, I, I could see where Sami Zayn gets inserted into that matchup. I, I see this. You know what I see this? I see this match as a test. Is Sami Zayn test, really over? Test, test. This is only a test. Rest in peace. <laughs> like... If he gets over, if he gets the pop that they think they, that he will, then what else can they do with him other than put him in that matchup as well as a triple threat? We've seen it again. We've seen it before. Which I guess goes to your point with the Daniel Bryan thing. Because Batista didn't Batista win that Rumble? Batista won that Rumble. Daniel Bryan gained a shitload yeah. of momentum, and they they had no choice. They're like we we have to put him in this. Actually, Daniel Bryan beat Triple H earlier that night to be put into that triple threat match. Yeah, the- so they can go that route, even though they just did it for WrestleMania 30. But it's been what eight years now, right? So There's, or again, it's possible, like I said, I but it's as we said, not probable. As we said about the money in the bank as well, like that that could be a possibility uh, that's been kind of talked about, floated around about putting that back at WrestleMania. I'll see the happening. Like, just, they announce it in London in July. You have two money in the banks within four ma- four months. I don't see that happening. True. True. Uh, I just don't. I just what I'm just trying to say is I just don't see a world where Sami Zayn is not involved in that matchup somehow in WrestleMania. I don't like you can't just end off Elimination Chamber after this whole build for this whole time for it to go for nothing. Sami Zayn uh, loses. Sami Zayn, Sami Zayn loses at Elimination Chamber, without a doubt. But you're right. Then what happens with him at WrestleMania? Something something to think about. I was not looking past Elimination Chamber. What does what role does Sami play at WrestleMania? It's a good question, Marcus. Oh, thank you, my friend. And that's, uh, that's that's all I got for thank today. You. Oh, thank you. Bully Ray's killing it on Impact. Please watch Impact. Impact. Again, Mark's not mentioning it because it's not trending. Impact killing it right now. Bully Ray, Mickey James rivalry. We had Aust- Ace Austin, Chris Bay going against Kushida and some some guy named Mr. Knight. I forgot his it's, first name. It, it, it's, it's that good, guys. It's that good where he's not remembering the names. Please watch, though, Impact. It, they, they, they wow. do a good job. See, here I am giving my one of my closest friends, what I just mentioned like two minutes ago, the benefit of the doubt, why he doesn't mention Impact. But now he's just shitting on Impact. <laughs> so therefore, the I bias, do, the bias like... is therefore implied. A lot of great stuff, especially Bully Ray going against Mickey James. There's a lot of stuff going on Impact that does not trend because it is not on a major network. It is not live, which hurts. Stand the way that SmackDown hurt those years it was pre-taped. But now you know Mark is not talking about it because he does not like Impact. 
No, I do make, like make sure you actor. make sure you uh, at Mark Schwan at your favorite actor if you like Impact because he's an asshole. Are we done with TV? We're done with TV. I'm done with you. Let's get into some go home thoughts. Blacklist is ending after all these seasons. Big acting credit on your resume. Does that hurt actors when a when a show ends like Blacklist does? Would giving you so much exposure? It depends. I mean, like. You know, Blacklist, yeah, I mean, it's a big deal. Uh, I, I always like, tease you, know, you about Blacklist. You mentioned it in the ring with AJ, too, but it's a big fucking deal for an actor to be on a it, network it, TV show. It, it is a big deal, especially even even though, like, you know, my, my scene was cut, which sucked, it, it still allowed me opportunities to, like, still audition, but I still got paid. I still get the credit for mm-hmm. it. But, like, yeah, so I kind of have the best of both worlds with that, but... You know, I've developed such a good relationship with like the casting officers. They know me. It makes me wonder, like, you know, where are these casting officers? Which show they're going to mm. latch on next? What's going to happen afterwards? Because you know, I, I seem happy with me with Marvel. You know, like when the Marvel shows were on Netflix, I had such a great relationship with them. You know, I was being called in all the time for these shows, really? getting callbacks, etc. And you know, then those shows got canceled because Disney bought them out. And then it was just like they were on hiatus for a bit because like they were trying to find the next job because they're freelancers just like us. So like you know it took them a bit. They finally found another show and then they started getting called in for them. But so it, it it's just uh, it, it kind of gets a little worrisome, if you will. But but is it more I comforting mean, the fact that there's now two more Law and Order shows? But the thing is like my representation doesn't necessarily have, from what I can tell, they don't necessarily have an, an amazing relationship with Jonathan Strauss the way mm. some other reps do. Okay. So I, I, it's, it's not to say like I don't get called in for those shows. I just don't get called in as often as, say, as I do with like Blacklist or like you know some other Blue shows. Bloods. Blue Bloods, yeah. Like you know, it's um, it's all about relationships and like uh, different representation has different relationships with casting offices, if you will. So in a way, like yeah, I mean it does hurt, but again, like you know, it's New York City. It's it's it's. Similar with L.A., you know, just when one show leaves, another show comes. Pretty much, yeah. If you're not casting Mark Schwann, please, you're doing yourself a disservice. Thank you. Apparently, he's your Thank favorite you. actor. Not mine, but he's your favorite actor. <laughs> he, I'm someone's favorite actor. Someone's. Your mother's. She's still someone, buddy. She's someone to me, damn it. You mentioned earlier tonight with Christina Marie, we had uh, Queen of the North. You mentioned the tragedy. What That was, I hate to say tragedy because it had a good result with... Vicious Vicky. It was a scare. It was a scare. For the last almost seven years of this show, Shadow Wrestling and Brie Combination Wrestling have a great partnership. We have been the official podcast of BCW on before anniversary two. Unbeknownst to me, we that wasn't a, we were the unofficial official podcast. Right. Yeah. Which kind of which kind of goes on brand for us. Really. It does, right? <laughs> I, I'm here. I am thinking for the last seven years. Oh, BCW and I, we're boys. We're partners. Let's do this. Right. But it turns out we're not the official podcast. We're the unofficial official podcast of BCW because we talk about other promotions. We interview other people from other promotions. Talk about the mainstream national product. That's not an official podcast. It makes sense, I guess. If, for an official podcast to be an official podcast, you only talk about that product. Makes sense. So this past weekend was Queen of the North 4, and that was supposed to be our launching point until the incident with Vicious Vicky, but we're going to bring it back. So if you're listening to us tonight, or today, whatever you listen to us, we'll be announcing a new show, a satellite show, a spinoff, if you will, 
a shot of BCW, a shot of recombination wrestling. If you're loyal listeners to the show, you know we talk about BCW all the time. Promote their shows. Mark does interviews with Hollywood Corner. Talk about the shows coming up. But now we have an exclusive condensed version, a shot, if you will, of BCW exclusively coming to you on a shot of BCW. Look forward to that in the coming weeks. It's going to be a bi-weekly podcast, all things BCW. If you're a fan of BCW, listen to it. If you're not a fan of BCW, listen to it. Uh, Mark, any more comments? A shot of BCW coming up with multiple guest hosts. It's just such an exciting endeavor leading up to anniversary six. Anniversary six, yeah. March 18th. So it's going to be a great... We're on the road to WrestleMania. We're also on the road to anniversary for BCW. Which is their version of WrestleMania. It's a big event. Uh, each year, it feels like it gets bigger and better. I'm excited for this, man. And like, you know, what better way to kick off Shot BCW than on that road to anniversary six? So, you, yeah, I mean, a lot of things you can expect there. You could expect like a panel of pundits, if you will, you know, debating, talking about subjects about BCW, a la like you know what we do here, but more specific to, towards BCW. And of course, you know, we're going to have interviews on there as well. I know you have listened to interviews on here, but this is more BCW. Uh, centric, if you will, come shot of BCW. I'm excited, man. It's it's a it's a different twist of what yeah, we do. It's different. If you're listening to us tonight, look forward to the next coming days for the exclusive podcast of BCW, a shot of BCW. Looking forward to it. Our first guest. Stay tuned. We'll, 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 uh... <laughs> I think I thought we're, we're working on it. <laughs> we're working on it. Yeah, I have someone in mind though. I have someone in mind for our first guest, and it's good. it's going to start off with a blockbuster, if you will. So keep your eyes on that. But in the meantime, ladies and gentlemen, I am your favorite actor, the Hollywood assassin, Mark Schwann. You can find me at yourfavoriteactor.com, as Putty mentioned before. Make sure you stay tuned for a shot of BCW. So for Mark Schwann, for our guest, Christina Murray, I've been your host at Mark J. Putty. Until next week. Party out. Hey baby, I hear the bell ringing, hip tosses and body slams. Oh my. And maybe you seem a bit confused, yeah baby, but I got you pinned. Ha 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 But I don't know what to do when I see them with that golden case. They're cashing it in. Authority all in my face. What is a man to do? Good night everybody. <laughs>